1: My heart is full of love and desire for you, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. All eyes on the title race. It's Friday, 20th of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Brassel. On the way into the studio, a little bird told me... It's Friday today, and it bloody well is. It bloody is Friday. Where's the keys? Where's the keys? I'll get them out when the time is right. <laughs> Do not jump the gun. You've
3: got to earn your keys. It's Come true, on. actually. Earn your keys.
1: Earn yeah. your keys. Oh, my goodness. It's wonderful to have you with us, ladies your and gentlemen. Your keys
3: to the weekend.
1: <laughs> Without a shadow of any doubt. Even if, uh, Even if you're in Australia listening to this and your weekend's already started, you know... You know that emotionally, the weekend hasn't really... It may have, have factually started.
3: Speaking of um, Australia, you know um, uh, our friend and listener, Kieran Pender, Pendo? Pendo? Yeah. It's, yeah. His, it's his 30th birthday today. Bugger me. And he's been listening for a very long time, so happy birthday to you, Kieran. a birthday. birthday.
1: He's always so, somewhere very interesting, is he not? He is. He's always travelling around. Is he he's just... right, I think
3: he writes for The Guardian now, so he's he's, he's turned coat. He's turned <laughs> out and
1: left. But,
3: um, yeah, good on him.
1: Good on him indeed. Well, Pendo. Pendo. Um, right sorry about that everybody get that out of the way <laughs> I've Back got in...
3: five more birthdays here have you of just alright right,
1: we'll sprinkle them throughout the show it'd be Let's a good Patreon more...
3: feature that by the way
1: well it would be speaking of uh, the Patreon we have a big announcement and this is not for anybody called Pendo this is well it could be if he's a patron um, this is for you people uh, we on Sunday the 5th of February Sunday the 5th of February we're hosting another watch along for our Patreon subscribers after the steaming success of the one uh, a number of, uh, what was it, a few months ago now? Do people
3: say steaming success?
1: I do. Okay. (laughs) They will do, now I've started saying it. Yeah,
3: fair enough. (laughs) Opinion informer. Pioneer.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, Yes, so another watch-along, Spurs versus Man City.
3: Can we clarify if it will be on the big screen or Pete's tablet?
1: (laughs) Uh, I think it will be on all of that.
3: Andy, apparently last watch long you were standing in the corner watching some fucking French league game anyway.
1: I-,
2: I might have had Ren versus Leon <laughs> on my phone propped against a, a pint glass. Living the but- brand. But people like that.
1: Yeah, Living the brand
2: what they expect from you, isn't it? I, I think so. Yeah. I chatted to people at the same yeah. time.
1: Yeah. Nobody liked it, Andy. <laughs> uh, once I told them what you're really like um, but yes I, I know you're thinking well hang on Spurs played Man City last night yes they did and it was a great game but they're going to play each other again on the 5th of February and because it was such a great game we want to watch it with yourselves so Sunday 5th of February you can head to a pub in central London which will remain nameless at this moment in time and watch the game with some of your favourite Ramble hosts and fellow Ramble listeners sign up to be a friend of the Ramble for just $10 a month and you'll get exclusive access to a free ticket so head over to patreon.com for slash football ramble or hit the link in the show notes we had a lovely old time I ended up having a McDonald's with Vish and Jim and one of our lovely <laughs> listeners that night
3: that is great service you can't argue with that no wonder Brassel was nowhere to be seen <laughs> he hates yeah, McDonald's
1: yeah 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 he, he saps off doesn't he they
3: are occasionally one of our sponsors though and we all really
1: like them so. I do as well yeah but Andy's
3: isn't... opinion is a minority opinion
1: yes at the yeah. sight of Ronnie he's off unlike the Saudis but more on that later <laughs> right uh, let's go to the Premier League Manchester City 4 Tottenham Hotspur two, Manchester City were booed off at halftime. <laughs> that aged well, didn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, they turned it around, of course, uh, by scoring those four second-half goals. Big win for Manchester City in the title yeah. race. They they stay in the title race. Yeah, they do. What do you think, Luke? I mean, or, or are you more bothered by, about what Pep Guardiola was ranting about after the game? I'm not bothered by it, but yeah, okay. I, I, I enjoyed watching it. I think you should be bothered. It yeah, was yeah.
3: it was it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. The interview afterwards, the game was really good as well. What
1: did you What do you think was more? The game, it was six-goal thriller, or Guardiola's post-match comments. Andy,
3: uh,
2: do you know what? I'm going to go for the post-match comments I because thought you would. I, I, I felt that's why I brought you in. You felt the comeback was, <laughs> <laughs> you felt the comeback was coming. Really, yeah. Uh, even even though it was such a bizarre end to the mm. the first half, what I found particularly impressive about Pep's outburst, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. That's Pep's outburst, mm. Luke. Yeah. I, I think. <laughs> I, I, I think it was the, the fact that he managed to get himself up for outbursting uh-huh. like for four different audiences or yeah. whatever. Yeah, because yeah. Af- he did. after yeah. After doing that for Sky, yeah. he did exactly the same thing for Janager Fjortoft yeah, yeah. for uh, play in, in, in Norway. He did the same thing for
3: the press conference. He did it, he did it for the BBC as well. Yeah. They flashed him afterwards and he did the same thing. He was ex- and then he used a lot of the same buzzwords.
1: yeah That would be like going on, I don't know, do they still do X Factor? and having to perform but like oh only Simon Cowell saw that one but I yeah. have to do it for I don't know Sunita whoever's on there now <laughs> you know
3: an early mention for Sunita <laughs> who by the way who used to date Brad Pitt you know that you joke you did used to date Brad Pitt has anyone else
2: what? out there dated Brad Pitt and John Fashionu
3: <laughs> it's, it's a fascinating question it's... and you find out the answer to that <laughs> at our Patreon watch on, on Sunday the 5th of February <laughs> Quiz, quiz. Where the guest quiz. of honour yeah. will be the other person that's dated both I, Brad Pitt and John Fashionu <laughs> um it's Pete Jules <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but Speaking of Pet, no, he, he was able, and he's right. He was able to get himself up for being angry um, yeah. for every different media outlet, which you know, is, is you know, if nothing else, a testament to his intensity. Yes. But the, the the phrase he used, the the, the quote I liked, um, mm. which hasn't really been picked up. Uh, much this morning. Is this I, from the I, like, press the most... conference
1: or the post-match interview? It was
3: one of the interviews, either the Sky one or the BBC one. Okay. I forget which one. Because he watched...
1: carried on very much in the press conference. He
3: did, but I, I, I didn't see the press conference. All I right. just saw uh, and listened to that, those two. Mm-hmm. And he said, Tottenham are really good. The way that they defend and organise. <laughs> Harry Kane, Kulosevsky, son, even Benton and the other one. <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> who's the other one? I can work it out. It just seems it. immensely disrespectful. I absolutely love it. Who's the other one? Uh, I think he might be Hoyberg.
1: I thought you meant Harry Winks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no good he would be delighted to get him I mentioned. I think he would, yeah. Well, I mean, he's been I nice. Warranted.
3: He's
2: been nice enough to Hoybio already when they were at Bayern. He was, he was mm. his pet, wasn't he? At right, Bayern? that's true. What? Why is he
1: calling him the other one? It's a bit of a neg, isn't it? Maybe he thinks that's affectionate.
3: Yeah, he maybe mm. does But it was it was a fascinating game. It was it was kind of interesting, as Andy says, that the end of the first half was bizarre. Um, There's a lot of obviously errors going on that Guardiola was very upset about. I find it interesting that. It became quite unfashionable when Pep came to the Premier League to be someone who perceives to like, you know know, passion and energy and say, mm-hmm. you know, who wants it more? That kind of old cliche type yeah. stuff, yeah. which seemed to have been left in the past and seemed to become very old-fashioned when Guardiola came to the Premier League. But actually, all the things Guardiola was talking about last night were those things. That's right. And it became very evident that in the second half, Man City kind of started to generate that mm. kind of belief and that energy and that passion and that, and that desire mm. that Guardiola Agreed. thinks has been lost because, yeah. in his words, they've got too comfortable. And he says... um Look at Arsenal. They haven't won the Premier League for two decades. And the way he said two decades was frightening. Yeah. He just kept going, two decades yeah. <laughs> like that. And that's why they want it so badly. Yeah. And it does go to show that all these tactical shapes and all these clever details which of course Guardiola is absolutely synonymous with, he needs them to he needs them to say to provide as he says guts, passion, fire and desire to win. Mm. That clearly is the prerequisite, and I, I, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because if Graham Sunes said that, yes, people on Twitter all over the place would be like, "Oh, fucking no, so old-fashioned, right. dinosaur kind you're, of thing." You're
2: right, and it's, it's interesting. It's something we touched on in the ramble guide to um, Pep Guardiola. Actually, the fact that this idea that he is just the same coach with a silver spoon in his mouth mm. who relentlessly succeeds at Bayern, um, at Barcelona, Bayern, and Manchester City. It's just not true. He absorbs some of the native characteristics as, mm-hmm. as as he goes, and you know he's been at Manchester City longer than he's he's been anywhere else, and I, I think you can really you can really tell that. But it was funny the way they went about it in the second half. I mean, given that this was a match between Manchester City and Tottenham, and th- these you know th- they always deliver these games between City and Tottenham. Mm-hmm. I think. It was funny because you sort of see it as a sort of benchmark of quality, technical excellence to the best teams in, in in Europe at any given time over the, the the last couple of years. It's kind of felt like an eighties old old Division One game, really. I know what you mean. It was like scruffy, yeah. um, absorbing, but like loads of mistakes. The, the goals were quite ugly as mm-hmm. as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I totally take your point. Yeah, but that's why. All that stuff about guts and passion and fire, as Guardiola put it himself, it always counts in football. Now, clearly, you need to have a little bit of calmness sometimes, but the, the intensity and in the in Fire the in the belly, of, head in the freezer, mate. Absolutely right. More yeah. on that later. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was interesting. I mean, I talked about the press conference, and I alluded to some of the things he, he'd say. And he was saying, people say it's not success if you don't win the Champions League. Bullshit. We won a lot. Did a little swear word.
3: Well, he's right. I mean, they've won four league titles in five years. That's it, pretty
1: good. We're a happy flowers team. I don't don't want to be happy flowers I want to beat Arsenal if we play that way Arsenal will beat us the players want it but there is something here in the clouds
3: (laughs) so I get the happy flowers bit. I don't get the clouds bit (laughs) So I don't know if you want to kind of translate that.
1: Um, I can't. No, okay. I thought to myself, you know you know, I like to uh, embellish uh, the odd quote here and there yeah. and uh, try and add my interpretation. I, I couldn't find it. No, your absolute that.
3: bread and butter would be getting a, 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 a quote from like a Spaniard, translating it into English, <laughs> and just reading it verbatim and going, what what's this hey, man what, about? Hey, what do you reckon, lads? It's <laughs> great stuff. And Brexit does mean Brexit. There we to go. Make that clear. Um, uh, you're the one who voted for it. <laughs> Never change your mind. Never give any ground. As, as, let's show guts, guts, yeah. passion, fire, and a desire for Brexit for yeah. minute one. There we That's are. what you need.
1: Stop going about bloody Brexit. Um, <laughs> the, the, with Guardiola, though, it, it is interesting. We, we, so in, in in on the ramble recently, as other people have been having these discussions uh, throughout the footballing community. Uh, and it
3: is a community
1: oh it is we all feel very very united connected yeah connected and we never squabble Um, Jurgen Klopp we've we've been talking about him and we will talk about Liverpool in in a bit how you know people talk about the seven years uh, under Klopp and uh, coming to the end of the cycle can he kind of get things going again are we seeing his last knockings as Liverpool manager one or two people I don't think most people think that and obviously some people would strongly disagree with that, mm. but it has been mentioned by, my, uh, by myself, uh, among others. Um, Guardiola, Andy, you remember his time uh, at the end of, of Barcelona where he came out in that press conference um, uh, and, and had a dig back at Jose Mourinho and he started coming out with certain things. And I just wonder, is he getting a little bit fed up? Is he... is he we, You know, it was the other year we thought, could this be his last season at Manchester City? And, and people might think, come on, this is mm. way too drastic. I understand his point is that they've had enormous success um, and there could be a little bit of inertia creeping in with with one or two players and tiredness after the World Cup, all that kind of stuff. Um, I I personally don't think this, but I I wonder if if, if some people are. What what do you think then? Because is he beginning to sort of, not flounder maybe, but struggle to find that... That kind of well, as he says, passion and winning formula and intensity. Well, it must be hard that he because, demands. As
2: we said, it's it's new for him as yeah. well. This kind of length of tenure. Mm. So when you talk about you know Klopp reaching the seven years at Mainz and Dortmund and and, and Liverpool, you, you can you can at least talk about a pattern there, whether you agree with that or not. But you can't talk about that with Guardiola. He's entering different territory mm. where he's expected to do something different i have to say that some some of it was just rambling though and mm. it was it was clearly designed but once he got in his groove some of it when he, when he was talking about and he clearly had like his his little uh rafa benitez cheat sheet yeah. in his mind yeah, yeah. and he, you know where he's going uh we've actually got the uh, fifth biggest net spend in uh, <laughs> the premier league 19th in europe think it's just not true, is it? Mm. It's, it's, it's like Mourinho, where he's like, "I'm going to come out with these very specific facts that no one's going to bother to check."
1: Yeah, I'd look, I, I know and people. Might, not, and, it, cla- and it
2: completely look, misses but, the bit about the wages they pay. Yeah, totally. But, yeah. You know, you you got the arguably the best striker in the world yeah. at the start of this season for way below market value because of a clause in his contract, and you're paying him a thick yeah, end I, of a million quid I don't
1: think he mm. should start bringing finances into the into the press conference. No. But but look, people. But may you, think... To answer your specific question, yes. though, okay,
3: uh, I think you know it's worth pointing out that he signed a new contract in November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he's contracted till 2025. Yeah, like he and he, and he's not. And the reason that's significant is because with Guardiola, he has on occasion in the mm-hmm, past mm-hmm. only signed rolling contracts, and yeah. he said every yeah. summer I'll see if I'm up for it, kind of thing. Yeah. and he's because he's so good and so well respected, he's had the luxury of being able to do that. He clearly signed till 2025 for a reason. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think that's massively over
1: it. Um, right. over reading it. Pep Guardiola did say that he is so satisfied with the success of former assistant <laughs> Mikel Arteta. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he can't Yeah, he he's, he's he's he's
3: he wants to see the intensity. He wants to see that hunger. He wants to see them, not look like a team who've won four titles in five years. Mm-hmm. He wants them. He, what he's basically saying is, I've seen what Arsenal were doing, the way yeah. they're playing, and we can have a discussion about whether Arsenal will run out of steam, whether mm-hmm. they've got enough depth, and mm-hmm. you know, signing Trossard and all the rest of it. Because Arsenal's team is pretty obvious who it's going to be every game. Yeah, whereas Man City isn't, and you yeah, know, there's pros and cons about both those approaches. But he's he's obviously just saying to his team, if you want to get there, if you want to win this title again, yeah. you're going to need to do as much as they're doing. You yeah. need to fight for it. You need to look like a team who's hungry for it. Mm. And if the hunger's missing, it's a big part of it. And I think it's also really interesting that a couple of standout performers, um, obviously Riyad Mahrez, that's one of the best halves of an indiv- from an individual I've seen this season. It was absolutely unplayable. He yeah. changed the game entirely. Spurs couldn't deal with him. Uh, and, and obviously, two goals yeah. and an assist tells
1: its own story. Grealish had a good game as Grealish well. Grealish was very good, good,
3: and and Guardiola actually Guardiola took the time to actually mention Grealish mm-hmm. personally. Um, Rico Lewis was brilliant, and yeah. I just thought to myself, one day. A player is going to come through English yeah. and it's going to be a left back. Yeah. It's going to be someone <laughs> playing on the left at some point. Yeah. you just got to hold your nerve. Mm. Um, another guy looks like he can, he can do it all. Yeah. It's like, so good um, to get ahead of um, a lot of the other players, obviously, are available at Man City was, and, and play and play that well uh, in, a, in a variety of different ways positions and 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 clearly been given different instructions as well and still been able to do it so well. He just looked at home there, which is an amazing thing to see. It was fantastic. And, and the final player I'll point out just while we're on the game itself, I actually think it's gone a little bit understated how poor Edison's been this season. Mm. And and I thought to myself, is it just me or has he been poor just on the eye test? And um, when I looked um, looked him up, his numbers are way down year on year. He, he's, he's got um, he's eighteenth out of twenty regular starting Premier League keepers on save percentage. Edison, mm, mm. you know, this is a player who you think is one of the world's best goalkeepers. Yeah, um, and 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 he's so key to how they play. You wonder whether that's affecting them as well. And of course, I'm not just talking about the mistake he made for for that goal.
1: you think he's gone full Cla- Claudio Bravo. What does that mean? Well, because Claudio Bravo, good with his. Feet terrible with his hands. He didn't save any shots. <laughs> yeah. And maybe Guardiola said, look, but the
3: worst is... part of Kepa, basically.
1: Yeah, this is how I want you to play. Mm. And he's watched too many of those videos.
3: I do you reckon Hugo Lloris saw Edison and thought, don't worry, I'll sort it.
1: <laughs> I'll sort it. Give me one, give
3: me a, give me one of
1: those oh, ones I like. It. It well, at the well, let's, let's mention Tottenham. Because <laughs> uh, Tottenham uh, at least saved that one. Uh, yeah. oh, no, he never. Uh, <laughs> three losses in Tottenham's last four games, um, five points adrift of the top four they played a game more than the teams above them. Conte is not having a good time. Spurs aren't having a good time. Uh, Conte was asked about Harry Kane's future before the game and he pushed the issue back onto the board. He says, why do I have to answer a difficult question? You try with this question to put me in difficulty with this club and this environment. You can put this question to the club. I hope for you it happens one day that you can make this question to the club. <laughs> um, so obviously not happy with that. Uh, um, I
3: wish I could say that every time you ask me. Why do I have to answer a difficult question? <laughs> uh, ask Andy.
1: Well, Andy, what do you think of this? Because I know that in Italy clubs are sort of structured that a little bit differently. You know, we, we still have that idea that the manager does everything here and Conte always calls himself coach, not manager. Well, He, yeah.
3: is, he, is, he is hired as a head coach.
1: Yes, yeah. but I think he tries to, or he may try to emphasise that point because when he was in Italy, yeah. he is the coach.
2: I mean, it's, it's almost as if like the English nomenclature is not really moved on in that we do still say manager when manager's don't really exist anymore. Mm. Or, or to a much lesser degree, that idea of having that all-encompassing... They do it at the lower Alex, Wenger figure. Yeah, but in the Premier League. Mm. It's, it's just no way you can do that. And obviously, they created a structure that Conte would be happy with to invite him in the first place. I, I can understand why people are asking him about Harry Kane, but I, he's not really going to have an answer for it because mm. he doesn't deal with all that. So I,
3: I do I do have some sympathy for what you're saying. Can, can, I, can I just... Chuck, you know a, a characteristically you know big, maybe fairly controversial shout about Spurs at this mm. point. I think it's I, I think it's looking like um, it's coming to the end of the line for that ownership, mm. and I, and the reason I think that is because it, the, for the last couple of hires, it's felt like it's their last roll of the dice. Yeah, I think that the ownership at Spurs have shown they can run the off pitch stuff really well. Like you can't argue with what they've been able to do with the stadium. Uh-huh with all that other stuff. I think they've done done a brilliant job on that. I don't think anyone would disagree. But they've shown time and time again that Mm. they're unable to make good football decisions consistently. And when they do make them, they're unable not to interfere and to upset the apple cart and to make it difficult for whoever's in the job. Mm. If you think about how they go from... Pochettino, who's this project coach, who does well, gets into the Champions League final, mm. overachieves, mm-hmm. then the next two um, transfer winners, they don't sign anyone. They don't build on that at all mm-hmm. because they're penny pinching here, there and everywhere. Then they get Mourinho's, oh, well, finally we've got ourselves in a position where we can hire a coach to profile of Mourinho because of our stadium, because we're in London, because of all the rest of it. That doesn't go well. It just goes completely to shit. And if you watch the All or Nothing um, documentary series, in my view, Lever just comes across as a weirdly interfering, mm-hmm. star-struck Kind of fat. Agreed. And, Agreed. And, which is 100%. not what he should be doing. Got it right
1: with Nuno though.
3: And um, Nuno comes along. <laughs> as another example. Yeah. And then now Conte. So what he's got is a combination of these different project quote unquote project managers, yeah. which win, who win nothing, or these already well established players who uh, managers who need to be backed in the transfer window, who then they kind of back sometimes and then don't, and it all goes to shit again. There's absolutely no reason that if they were given content support he needed given they've spent the last however many years telling their fans now we can financially compete mm. now we can get these players um it's still not working for yeah. them they they're, they're clearly not prepared to though are, they're are obviously they? not and they're, what they they're should not do prepared to go all in. what they should do is they should just step aside so, so, so is this their ceiling they've did, I, well look i'll tell you what's going to happen my prediction will be the same way that I think Potter will leave Chelsea eventually and right. go and get a job at a mid-level club and do really well again, yeah. that's how that's going to end up. You can see it coming a mile off. With Spurs, Conte will go f- for one reason or another. Yeah. And they're, again, their final, final, third final, roll of the dice, will be getting Pochettino back. Yeah, they'll, bring, they'll bring him back. And that will please a lot of the fan base. Because... And the whole
2: thing will be tragic. Mm. But it will it'll work, or at least semi-work, because... When Kane leaves at the end of the season, they'll have to start again anyway. Think Kane and, is gonna start, and there I think you've got your, you've got Pochettino as your project manager to build it all up from on, the bottom hey, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah Do right. You
1: think Harry Kane's going to leave at the end of the season? I think there's a strong possibility. So do you I, think Charlie Kane think... has upped his game and he's suddenly? Charlie Kane
3: it. cannot do a deal.
1: So how's <laughs> it going to happen? How's it going to happen? <laughs> well, I think he changed agent,
3: didn't he? It's like a Shakespearean. Has he changed agent? Is he not... Did was... he
1: not? Did he not change?
3: It's Shakespearean. He's got to either stab his own brother to death, or he's <laughs> got, <laughs> or he's got to stab Spurs for the rest of his life. That's the
1: gambit. I don't That's think the gambit. I don't think he needs to do that to change. Well, it's age. a metaphor. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank goodness <laughs> yeah.
2: for that. I think the interesting thing is not not only have Bayern been lingering for a while. Bayern. But for a while, they've been interested in him for a long time. I think the Karim Benzema situation at Real Madrid Mm. is one to watch. So I think there, there are more landing spots for him at the moment than there would normally be for a player of that size, especially with the age he is, especially with just a year left on his contract, and especially with that feeling that maybe Spurs are coming to the end of something. Um, for those
3: Charlie Kane fans listening, yes. I'm delighted to <laughs> let you rest easy yes. on uh, your commute or in the gym or wherever you are at the moment and say that Harry Kane is still represented by the agency CK66 okay. run by um, Charlie, his older right. brother. If you think you're having an emasculating mas- you day, yeah. just remember Charlie <laughs> Kane is the older brother of Harry Kane.
1: <laughs> right, let- <laughs> Let's move on to Arsenal versus Manchester United. Oh, dear. Well, of course, uh, that win uh, from Manchester City last night. Uh, a little bit more pressure on Arsenal. At, the Arsenal uh, fans would have been supporting Spurs last night, presumably. You would have thought so. He tried uh, to go
3: Jim into that, but he wouldn't come back on it, would he? I think Jim was out having a <laughs>
1: Coward. Yeah. Coward. Uh, but, uh, but Arsenal are still top of the league. Uh, they have a game in hand on Manchester City, and they're five points above those citizens, So it's still looking good for Arsenal. Um, as I keep saying to all my Arsenal supporting mates, just start celebrating now, you cowards. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, of course, they've got a big one uh, against uh, Manchester United. Whereas Manchester City uh, are playing Wolves at 2pm on Sunday, Arsenal are playing Manchester United at 4.30 on that Sunday. So Manchester City could be just two points behind Arsenal. Uh, and the Arsenal would then have two games in hand. You understand the situation, everybody. Yeah. Now, Manchester United failed to close the gap on Arsenal midweek. They drew one all away to Crystal Palace.
3: Brilliant uh, end to that game, by the way. It's a fantastic end.
1: I did, Yeah, I, I, Well, and, and specifically the free kick, of course, from what a beauty. Michael Elise. Did he not realise he'd scored that? Well, this is the... he just that. didn't celebrate. So,
3: apparently... He, so, a lot of people are saying, you know, are, are talking about this. There's been a lot of chat about it, oh. you know, and we can all have our opinion on it. Apparently, he's got a... Quite a... Um, track record of not celebrating goals yeah and and I don't know if he thinks it's because it's just his job or whatever uh-huh. in which case Roy Keane would be rubbing his hands together yep. um, but apparently it's enough, it, it, It's just one of those things he, he doesn't always celebrate apparently yeah. was,
2: well, was it not that it was so close to the end of the game that he thought he was doing the post-match interview already <laughs> he, also, yeah. he also did pump his fist a bit
3: maybe he's just an understated character
1: perhaps uh, back the he t- used that, to be Tim Chase. Henman of football yeah Yeah. yeah. again th- th- there could be a, a, a personal reason for this I don't know but I just thought to myself like to show that kind of restraint he pumped his fist he did a bit of that well I would just put, bit, put to school like unbelievably good free kick yeah like it's absolute peach like James Ward-Prowse would have been off his seat watching what, that what did,
2: what did Balotelli used to say about does the postman celebrate delivering letters exactly
1: yeah well what
3: well, I fucking do it at the moment I've got a Christmas card the day before yesterday
1: I was about to say you've <laughs> used every bloody hell yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but
3: uh, what, he's, what he's received from the good people at the Football Ramble in, in, mm. in um, thanks for scoring that goal is Andy comparing him to Tim Henman <laughs> Which would probably be disappointing for him, wouldn't
1: it? Um, what's Tim Hedman's dad getting up to at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> the, the British George Bush. <laughs> Sorry. Tim Hedman's dad
3: is an amazing character. Yeah,
1: Google image that, everybody. You're yeah. in for a Friday treat. But yeah, at uh, least yeah, it was an absolute beauty. It needed something good to beat David De Gea. When Dave the Save is on that kind of form, you need to do that. What we'll a
3: save, that was earlier in the game, wasn't it?
1: <sighs> tell you what, is tell it tell great? great Do you know what oh, it the was? The
3: one. Yeah, yeah, that was great, wasn't and, it? And I would yeah. say it was great and, and not taking anything away from him but he's had an absolute touch there because of the angle. Yeah. The camera angle was right behind the strike, uh, well, which yeah. makes the, the save look a lot better.
1: Absolutely right. We should say, this is the C on Twitter uh, with regards to uh, Michael Lees' goal. He said, uh, had to leg it to his Wikipedia after the game to see if there was some Boyhood United link. He was at Arsenal, Chelsea and Man City for a brief time. So uh, maybe um, as the point I made on uh, 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 international news channel yesterday. Which one? Uh, CNN before you said Fox say, News. Yeah, I knew you were going to yeah. say that. Yeah, you GB on Tucker news. Carlson last night really. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> I've heard the name. He's clearly an awful being.
0: Um,
1: but Piers Morgan was very interested in what I had yeah, to say. Yeah, <laughs> makes a change. Indeed. Yeah. Um, what did you say on the on the, tea, on the news? I said that uh, maybe his family are Manchester United fans. Right. So you're
3: now just giving us reheated takes <laughs> that you've done other stuff right, on the <laughs> round one now, are you?
1: Three I ta- a microwave take <laughs> I do apologize everybody um the big one of the other uh, big news is uh, that came out of that game was that Casemiro got a fifth booking of the season i mean one might have argued he could have got a red card or that terrible challenge but he got a booking and he will miss the arsenal game Eric ten hag has of course played down the importance of this and said last time we uh, beat arsenal without casemiro now I have to do the same again.
2: Maybe he left his famed invisibility cloak in Madrid.
1: Ah, very good, Andy. Well,
2: does he
3: get away with a lot of the in Madrid? <laughs> tell us, no, tell us, little, us more about that. A little. A not, little. Not everyone's as much of a nerd as you, Andy. Tell everyone yes. what's, what's been going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Casemiro's always had this superpower to be able to commit four bookable fouls a game and just skate through it sort of pretty much unscathed. Great skill to have. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Great skill to have. Maybe well, A very
1: honest face. Well, now he's in a proper league, in a proper country, Andy. He's not getting away with that. With proper match officials. Absolutely. It's right. not in the
3: Farmers League anymore, no. Andy. <laughs>
1: exactly he, yeah. So he's referring to the
3: three-one win that United achieved over Arsenal earlier in the season. It right? is, yes. And uh, when played with McTominay and uh, Eriksen in the middle of the park.
1: But this is a big one for Arsenal, though, Luke. And we we talked about this month in particular with some of the fixtures. They came through the Tottenham game quite handsomely, and now they've got this game against Manchester United. It's uh, it's it's the late the, the later kick off on the Sunday, of course. You'd imagine the Emirates will be buzzing and bumping and jumping.
3: You will, and and you know you know, and that's and that's um that really is the. The kind of litmus test of what we're seeing from Arsenal compared to what we've seen, you know, in previous seasons and before Arteta was fully able to stamp his authority on the club. The last time I lost in the league was that game to Man United. That's Ooh. how good they've been, and it's not only that. Um, it's not only that kind of that record that speaks for itself, but it's also the mindset. Yeah. When I said, you know, around whenever it was, like August, September time, I thought Arsenal could well be top at Christmas. It was even when they were beaten by Man United, and, and I, I actually watched this back. Um, the day before yesterday, maybe when the punditry of that May night of three after one game at Old Trafford where Tim Cahill's arguing with Roy Keane about how good Arsenal are. And Roy yeah. Keane's, you know, being Roy <clears> Keane, fine. <throat> but Tim Cahill said some really interesting things. and it's, it, it looks particularly prescient looking back of w- what Cahill's saying. Said, they've been beaten here. Yeah. But they've been so good. They know why they've been beaten. He's talking They're, about the progress, They'll, they'll put it, it right. Exactly, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And you look at the mindset that yeah. Arteta's been able to stamp on them. Mm. They don't seem to go into any game whether it's you know, um Spurs away or Brighton away who've been in good form or a home game to West Ham, which they should win, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. They don't seem to go into it with any fear at all. And the reason that's particularly interesting, I think, and not just a cliche thing to say, is purely because of how they used to be, which right. was the opposite to that. Yeah. They were they almost to the point where they had a reputation for being exactly like that. Yes. So the job they've been able to, he's been able to do to turn that around is incredible. You don't know whether they're going to go and beat Man United at home and go and beat Man City in the cup, and then go away to Everton and win. You don't know those things, but what you do know is it's a process. Mm. And the top managers now are less worried about results and more worried about how they play and the patterns of play and if they're executing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and that is something you definitely see from Arsenal. So you wouldn't bet against him in any game between now and the end of the season.
1: And, And he seems to have got the temperament just right. And it will be interesting in the next few months because. Different pressures will come if they're still top of the league and, and, and have a, a bit of a lead. Yeah. Um, they've got Leon uh, Leandro Trossard in, Andy, to uh, to help them with that, uh, that run-in. £27 million, he's moved from Brighton after he... Sort of appeared to down tools a little bit, and then Deserbi was, uh, and had his comments. And, and what did
3: Deserbi say? So he wasn't trying.
1: Well, he actually said he was a great guy and a good player, and all yeah. the rest of it. But he said, you know, but you can't behave like that. You know, I'm the manager kind of thing or coach. Well, because
3: um, Guardiola said about Maros last night, he said Maros was on holiday for the first half of the season because of the World Cup, mm. and he said, now we've got him back, which I yeah. thought was an extraordinary thing to say after that performance.
1: Well, it was, yeah. But
3: I, th- I think that's the thing, isn't it? The
2: the, the World Cup uh, it's, it's going to have different effects on different players but for, for different though, reasons, yeah, and looking at at Trossard I think if you go out to the World Cup your team is having a bloody nightmare and you still can't get in it despite mm-hmm. being in decent form mm-hmm. that must be quite hard to get over and it seems like he's reacted very badly to perceived criticism from Roberto Di Serbi
1: but, but you he, know, he clearly wanted to move to a bigger club and he's got it
2: yeah as, as well but it accelerated over what he perceived as the treatment he received from the Serbian and and, and Brighton. But I think in terms of what Arsenal are facing, I think you look back at that Newcastle game, which in the short term hasn't cost them. It felt like they didn't really have anything off the bench. Mm -hmm. I think the big thing is, it means they don't have to rush Gabriel Jesus back, which is really important because Enketia has done great since he's come in, Mm. but he's a goal scorer. He can't do the other stuff that Gabriel Jesus does. Whereas Trossard, can you, you know you look at his technical excellence I think he could adapt pretty quickly I think he's a really good signing
1: right everybody before we go over for a quick break remember to listen to this week's football ramble guide to Pep Guardiola and Jose Mourinho part one it was all about the ball genius himself next Tuesday we're exploring the career of Jose Mourinho and the reason why it's part one and part two is all explained in okay. these guides too and of course because their careers are just it's they like, are, they're linked it's
3: like, is it like the guardians of the galaxy movies if you like yeah a lot more CGI.
1: A, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. More we're,
3: intergalactic battles.
1: Uh, I think we're, we're sort of veering away from the analogy. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't think it through. <laughs> well, look, uh, just another little one for you. Um, big news in Portsmouth, of course. John Moussino has verbally agreed to become their new manager have they, did they misread that and thought well, hang on
3: have you, have you included that because his name sounds a bit like Jose Mourinho
1: I think that's why they've hired him
3: <laughs> well it may well be because he's not managed before No. so we'll see what happens we'll see what comes out of it on one hand he's not managed before so it's quite unsettling mm. on the other hand we're at rock bottom Yeah. so um, well, actually not quite rock bottom
2: he's the PFA good. chairman so presumably he knows every player so you'll have an well incredible squad in three well connected. months well, connected. very
1: well respected and connected a very strong yeah. move from, from Portsmouth and we, and we wish John good luck Let's not take a piss here. I, I certainly wasn't. Well, I think you are. Well, I'm out of the football <laughs> ramble, everybody. Um, oh, I, 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 big news, by the way, coming out of Saudi Arabia. Cristiano Ronaldo has played his first game. It happened yesterday. He scored twice. Of course he did. And was man of the match in an exhibition match between uh, the Riyadh All-Star 11 and Paris Saint-Germain. Lion-
3: El, El Clasico, oh, yeah. as they call it. <laughs>
1: Arnold <laughs> Messi also featured he scored PSG 154 but of course Ronaldo did have the last laugh because he got those two goals and the man of the match yeah. award, the big one.
3: And he threw that copper kettle over the main stand. <laughs> I was about to say, tune in next week where uh, Cristiano Ronaldo will be live streaming himself throwing a uh, kettle over the Lamb Pub in Chichester.
2: Uh, I, I, this was just an embarrassment, wasn't it? You see the post-match ceremony? Yeah. And it's like, this is like your World Cup. It's like Cristiano's
3: World Cup final. <laughs> Let him have his little go. Let yeah,
2: him yeah. have his little go. And he go. still
1: lost it.
3: He did the big Sue, and there as well. Sue, for his goals, yeah.
1: Yeah, I look. It's, they, they love. Him. I can see why Messi played in that. Yeah, I'll go along. Yeah. What, what,
3: a, say hello to Cristiano. <laughs>
1: Just to see how it is. Also,
3: the BBC did the, like a minute by minute of the game on their website, <laughs> which I thought was weird because like I thought we were funny, but there is Premier League on today. <laughs> I think, as, I think, as well, it's the
2: third most important game that happened in that stadium this week. Oh, because look. you had the you had that El Clasico Super for an actual trophy. Right. You had the Italian Super mm. between Inter and Milan yeah. for an actual trophy, and then you have this. No, 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 no Andy, they're just the warm This like and now your, aid main
1: event. <laughs> it's the headline act.
3: To be fair, the goal of the game was scored by um, the guitar player from Casabian. There you go. That was uh, that was the whole
1: that life, was a lovely I mean. goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: and did Boris Johnson rugby tackle <laughs> Messi as well? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's all blending into
1: one, <laughs> isn't it? Like, they? Yeah. they should why?
3: have had the gunge tanks. They should have <laughs> had the gunge tanks in the in the, the halfway line.
1: Why have you got to be so mean to Cristiano? He's he's achieved so much. Yeah. Why can't you just let him have it? We don't need to be mean. We could just let him do what he's doing. He's he's absolutely <laughs> decimating his own career every single day himself. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like we. we there's not that much of our opinion going into this. We're just no. highlighting the fact. What he's doing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And
2: he's got the medal to show for it. Exactly. Indeed Which I'm does. sure will have pride of place in his collection next to all the Champions League.
1: Well, it's, yeah. it's why we had to start the second half with it because everything else now is kind of like downhill. Really. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. That was, agreed. The, top, that was yeah. the headline. Um, let's go back to the Premier League though. On Saturday, Liverpool face Chelsea. A huge mid-table clash. It's ninth <laughs> versus tenth. <laughs> That's mad, isn't um, it? <laughs> and it's, but again, uh, people can get angry. That's the truth of the matter. Don't you think this season has got a little
2: bit of 2015 2016 in it oh yeah. so if you allow me a second mm. it, it's like arsenal are the leicester in that people keep expecting them to crack but they're not
1: and, and they're, arsenal they're, were nearly relegated last season oh uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah And and they're 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 playing phenomenally well beyond all expectation but at the same time it needs Two or three real biggies to have an
1: absolute nightmare. I get what you're saying. The, sp- the spirit of it. I mean, obviously, Leicester fans will be going. It's not the same way, we went it isn't. No, no. no it's, I'm it's not, not.
2: I'm not saying it's exactly but there, the same. There, is a little feeling there, yeah, there was little parallels. There right.
3: was a perfect storm in that season, which gave Leicester the opportunity. Which, to be fair to them, they absolutely took. Yeah. Um, but see, see there again. See there. See, see before my previous comments about Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> it was open for them as well, and they didn't take it. So you know, you've got to go out and grab it. Is yeah. it still
1: open for Liverpool and Chelsea? What to win the league? Mm. No, okay. I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, well, <laughs> Liverpool—they—they're they're still in the cup. They beat uh, Wolves on Tuesday. That was um, much better, uh, of course, for 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 Jurgen Klopp. And well, was
3: we'll it uh, much better? I mean, they won the game. Well, but, I mean, they're very uh, lucky to be in the hat anyway. Well, right now for the first game in between between the two teams, it was yeah. better
1: for the for the viewer and the BBC because of all that screamy phone nonsense. You know, they got a little bit of extra you know, uh, coverage.
3: Uh, one of the, one of the highlights of the. Um, of the uh, the whole incident, which I'm sure everyone's seen by now because it was a few days ago, was the Twitter reply I saw from someone who said, Gary, it must have felt like you were back with your brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear.
1: Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, moving on swiftly, uh, for all of our soul's sakes. Um, it was an important win for Liverpool, though, you have to say, after the game, Klopp said, it feels like ages ago we had that feeling of winning and playing well. It's great in the reaction we wanted to see. So, I mean, you know, by his own admission, of course, you know, a huge relief for, for Liverpool. They made a lot of changes to the team that lost uh, to Brighton. What's he going to do against Chelsea then, Andy? Because it is mean, a big game, you know, all joking aside, you know, Chelsea have players that can hurt any team in the league, of course. Well,
3: they can, uh, but they don't. It's, you like, it's like, you know, they say the definition of politeness is like a man who can play the accordion, but doesn't. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mikhail <laughs> Mudrick... You've got players who can do stuff, yeah, but, but they don't.
1: Mikhail Mudrek could feature. <laughs> he could. And he has got a point to prove. He's already, he's already proved. That he looks like he could be a backstreet boy. He's already proved how right. <laughs> <proved that laughs> much of
3: an Arsenal fan he is.
1: <laughs> but uh, but what, what do you think about this game, Andy? Because both teams, they are under pressure and uh, and whatnot need a win.
2: Well, it, it feels like it's weird because I feel like everything we say about this season at this point needs to be qualified by Jim's thing about it's not quite as late as you think. Because Uh at this point in the season, we've normally done half the games. We haven't at this point. But there is just this inescapable feeling... In this game, that whoever doesn't win it is not going to qualify for the Champions League for sure. Ooh, it does. It does feel like that. So uh, I, I know we've we sort of archly called it a, a mid-table clash. Yeah, but I think that is where the, where, the, where, well. the, where, the, where the team doesn't win yeah, it they will, we, will be condemned. I wouldn't expect either of them to finish outside the top eight.
3: But that speaks. To, that. that speaks to a wider situation in the Premier League anyway. And mm. what, what that situation is is that if you are not completely on the money and that your highest level for almost the entirety of the season, mm-hmm. the reality is seven teams don't go into four. Yeah. Because you've got Arsenal, man. Ars- a resurgent Arsenal, Man City, Man United are always yeah. be around it. Uh, Newcastle now, yep. Spurs, Liverpool yeah. and Chelsea. Well, There's well, seven well, you teams.
1: Mi- you missed Fulham there.
3: I did miss Fulham. I, bloody I, I, I missed them on purpose because I don't think they'll get in the top four.
1: Well, okay. Yeah, is that okay? Well, I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah, One I can't really argue with. Um, but they're going to prove you wrong.
2: I mean, for for me, it feels like Liverpool are closer to getting it together than
1: than Chelsea I do agree with that they're both 10 points off full spot yeah I mean Liverpool have played one game fewer than, than it's than not Chelsea. just the
3: points though it's the amount of teams
1: no it is but what do you think about Andy's point there that Liverpool are a, a, a bit more together than Chelsea I mean how much, do we, how much credence do we put into that win against I th- Wolves
3: I think it's gone underplayed despite all the coverage it's still gone underplayed how chaotic Chelsea is it, it looks absolutely ridiculous mm. to me and then you add on top of
2: that the Noni Madueke signing you know that let, let's get another wide forward I mean, it's never
3: ending. You know really? what?
2: He, he could work out to be really good for them. I, I really like him as a player, even though I think you go back a couple of seasons for PSV and that's the point at which you think, yeah, this guy's really going to take Europe by storm. He's, he's had a few little injuries recently and he's, he's not been in the team at, at PSV. I think it's, it's a decent investment in isolation, but it just speaks of where is the plan if you're being charitable, you say the plan is, okay, then you need more young English players going forward. Mm-hmm. And that's what Madueke is. And he's a huge talent. Mm. But it doesn't feel like he's going to play immediately. And I'm sure there will be Chelsea fans listening to this who go, okay, we need to improve in midfield. We need a number nine, presuming Lukaku's not coming back. And yeah. Lukaku looks in no sort of shape at the moment. We need defensive reinforcements. And they're just going on this massive splurge that doesn't really seem to address any of their issues. Mm.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I know what you're saying and, and it doesn't look like Chelsea are done in the transfer window, by the way, we expect a couple more signings. But they, are, is... they are looking to trim the squad, though. They're currently working on terminating Baka Yoko's contract, which isn't up until 2024.
2: It's probably. also not going to be free to terminate
3: his
1: contract. I no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. love it, don't We'll just
3: terminate that one.
2: Yeah. not
1: really how it works. Um, should we just both just agree to go our separate ways? <laughs> well, well, sometimes I'll... that does happen. Yeah.
3: But, but also, it's not just the players, it's the environment they're going into. Yeah. And the original question was, are Liverpool more together than Chelsea? The answer is yes, mm. because the consistency of, of track record and because the fact the manager's still in situ and yeah. because mm. yeah, they just Liverpool just unfortunately, for mm. whatever reason, look very, very different without the ball at the moment and they look like they can't control games like Mm -hmm. they could at their peak and when they won the league. When they would
1: dominate teams. Exactly. It was was phenomenal to see.
3: And then, on the Chelsea side of it, Potter doesn't ever play the same team either because he can't or he won't. Mm. He doesn't look to be able to impress his personality and his stamp on the club because I think the club's a bit too big for that and a bit too chaotic because he's been, um, his boss is effectively someone who's never Done this before, and this, every every action he takes is the action of a man who hasn't done this before. Mm. Um, so the whole thing just very chaotic, and I think it's very difficult to stop that bleeding into the the playing staff mm. and the attitude and the and the mindset. And no matter what kind of form they're in, even when Liverpool were by their own standards in the doldrums and finishing down the you know down there under under different managers mm. a number of years ago. You still can't go to Anfield and be like that, and, no. and think you'll get a result because Liverpool have always been very, very good at home. So I think you've got to have Liverpool down as favourites for this game for those reasons. And unfortunately, it's just one game closer to Potter losing his job because that's what will inevitably happen.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, I couldn't believe how disjointed they were when they went away to Fulham. And as I say, Joao mm. Felix was easily their best player by miles. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's still suspended because. And, of, and, that's, and, that,
3: and even that is arguably because it wasn't there wasn't enough time for him to be infected by what's going on there. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but with, yeah. With, with, with all these signings.
2: It's just become abundantly clear that he's not going to stay. Yeah. It's just part of the symbiotic Chelsea-Atletico situation where they're doing each other a short-term favour.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Gentlemen, um, on Saturday at 3pm, West Ham host Everton. David Moyes is now the front runner in the Premier League sack race, which is, you know, shows you how bad it's going because you'd think Frank Lampard would be top of that.
3: If you look at the, the sack race, you know, that is correct, but... Yeah, you know, our friends at Betfair, there's not much between them. No. It's very, very close between both of them. But I think the, 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 the major difference is if West Ham sack
2: David Moyes, you would think, okay, they, they've got a plan to get out of it.
3: Mm. If Everton sack Frank Lampard, what difference is it going to make? Yeah, Because well, the that club is, is a mess. Nothing.
2: Yeah.
1: No, but this is right. like
3: a WWE kind of, you know, retirement match. Whoever loses this game is going to lose their
1: job. Well, it has been reported that Moyes will be let go by West Ham if they, if they if they lose it. I think Andy's right. I think I don't think Everton will sack Lampard. I think you, you, a club like Everton will always attract managers, whether they're top end. It's yeah. unlikely, certainly at the moment. So I think they they would get a replacement, but who would it be? I mean, again, eyes peeled for where Sean Dyche is going to pop up this weekend. Mm. Um, he was. Well, I can't. Well, I forget where he was the other week. I remember thinking to myself, oh, "If I was, you know, if you're a fan, then you see old Dyche day, you Think, Ooh. well, it's his
2: assistant, isn't it?
1: Yes, what well, Ian Wane wasn't it? We yeah, sort of Ian about. But yeah, on on Monday though, Pete did say he'd like to see a Freaky Friday body swap between Lampard and Moore.
3: <laughs> which is a ridiculous idea because everything would be exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nothing would change. The
3: whole point of a Freaky Friday body swap is that they're they're they're, they're completely different characters
2: and uh, different. Uh, I think the people. point is Pete's absolutely absolutely on the money because Lampard is only going to become West Ham manager if he's doing it in David Moyes' body. They're not yeah. going to accept him otherwise. No, but the only it. thing that would have great is, disguise.
3: The only thing that would happen is that, that David Moyes would get a load of like, education that he wouldn't know what to do with, and Frank Lampard would have a bad back. That's the only <laughs> difference that would happen. They, if, they could swap into... Listen, it wouldn't even need to be a body swap. They could turn up on Saturday at three o'clock. Frank Lampard could be managing West Ham, and David Moyes could be managing
2: everything, and nothing would be different. So how does Tom Hanks and Lindsay Lohan fit into this? However they want.
3: However, they want <laughs> Tom Hanks. But Tom Hanks is a Villa fan, isn't he? Is mm. that right? I think so. I think he is.
1: Well, he'll be able to cheer on Danny Ings then.
3: Well, exactly. Got yeah, a nice link. Thank you it. very much. So, so the Danny Ings one is really interesting. Presumably, because there's a structure at West Ham, mm. it doesn't matter that they sign a quite highly paid, injury-prone Premier League striker the day or two before they're going to sack their manager because there's a structure in place. Now, if that's the case, <laughs> that's fine. But uh, part of me thinks this is actually weirdly quite a good idea by West Ham because. They do create chances, and their their shot conversion is really, really poor. Yeah, they shouldn't to, be down there. They've got um, they've got um, a, a conversion rate of five percent, but they create they've had the seventh most shots in the league. So with Ings, you kind of think, okay, well, he's a, he's a brilliant finisher. You can say what you like about Ings, but he's, he's busy and he's a good finisher. Great movement, great finisher.
2: Exactly. Absolutely. So and that may goals. be what they need.
1: They've only scored 15 goals as of Everton this yeah. season in the league and only Wolves have scored fewer than, than both of those sides. So they need goals and you think, well, there's a... Oh, you could call him a proven Premier League striker. I think.
3: Can I also yes. just can I also just chuck a, a point in? Uh, I just think it needs to be said mm. that it is scandalous, beyond scandalous, that this game is at three o'clock on a Saturday. And no one can watch it it's by far the most interest other than the United-Arsenal game in the league. Let oh. me just
1: repeat the, the stat. Both sides have scored just 15 goals but in a, the league. The
3: stakes are really high. I know. And uh, we should be uh, the share in that drama. But We shouldn't have to go through the idea yeah. of we've got to watch Andy, someone I have to see twice a week anyway, <laughs> yeah. watch the game on our behalf and tell us what's happening. Yeah, I won't be talking though? about it. I'll be updating you on the Lecce game. Exactly.
1: Who better though than Andy would you pick? Um... Oh, on that BT sport panel? Yeah.
3: I can't say because I'm friends with Jules.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway. Uh... None of them. <laughs> no, you are right. It is a shame because that game is it arouses a lot of interest because of two huge clubs desperately needing points and we could see a sacking um, if there is a loser in that game. So yes, it is a great show.
3: Totally agree. Right, now it's time for Betfair's popular bet builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders using Betfair's handy app and you can add them to your bet slip in just one tap. Every Friday on the preview show, we build our own ramble popular bet builder for a particular game happening each weekend. This weekend it's Andy's favourite derby of the Premier League. Well, it used to be. Still is. Oh, it still is. Good. Uh, Arsenal versus Man United, which as we've already said, is 4.30 on Sunday. Andy, because it's your favourite derby in the Premier League, um, why don't you kick us off? Arsenal to win.
2: We just can't doubt Arsenal anymore. Mm. They meet every question they're
3: asked. And I
2: know they have a little issue with United, like they did earlier in the season. But they're going to do it, particularly with the absence of Casemiro. You
3: think that's an important part, part of it? Yeah, I think it is. All right, Arsenal to win is Andy's selection. Jim has got number two of the four. Uh, he had this to say.
1: Hello, Jim here, walking around actual North London. This weekend, I'm going to go for Granit Xhaka to score or assist at any time against Man United. He scored against them at the Emirates last season. I reckon he might just do it again. Jim there.
3: Look, sounding very enthusiastic, but yeah. also getting his exercise, Indeed, which is yeah, important. We,
1: we to see.
3: Uh, Marcus, you
1: are third, and your selection is? Both teams to score. Both teams have been scoring goals. Um, they have been uh, quite entertaining. Blah-de-blah-de-blah. And I think we're going to see that. I think it's going to be a good game, but I fancy both teams to score.
3: Very nice. Okay, so I'll follow up uh, my fourth, the fourth and final selection, which is I've gone for Bukayo Saka to have two or more shots on target. Ooh. I think he'll be bright. I think he'll be busy. He's been in amazing form this season. Uh, he's pretty um, insatiable when it comes to yeah. getting on the ball and, and making things happen. So I think he'll be a, uh, have a big factor in it. And him to have two or more shots on target seems like a good choice um, for me. So in summary, Andy's selection is Arsenal to win. Jim has gone for Granite Xhaka to score or assist at any time. Marcus has gone for both teams to score. And I've gone for Bukayo Saka to have two or more shots on target. A £5 bet with uh, Betfair on that popular bet builder returns £103.28 pence. And if we win all that money, we'll go to Prostate Cancer UK. We'll be back with another round of Betfair's Popular Bet Builder on the preview show next week. It's exclusive to Betfest Sportsbook. T's and C's apply, 18 plus only. For more information on responsible gambling, head to BeGambleAware.org. All right then, now it's time for this. Dean
0: Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of
1: football. I don't know what that means.
3: He doesn't know what that means, but we do. It's time for Marcus Feller versus Andy Brussel in Jack's Encyclopedia. Marcus, I would politely ask you to close your laptop if you don't mind. Andy's very respectfully put his iPad down. Um, So we're on an even keel here. Quick explainer. I'll give you a category. You have to give me an answer that fits into that category. We'll keep going giving uh, answers. And if you can no longer give a correct answer, you're out. Um, And if I think you're taking too long, I'll play the countdown clip featuring Gary Neville having an orgasm. Um, no repetition of a previous was answer that, was course. that
1: Neville on the BBC do you think it was might
3: have been actually
1: imagine yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> that was what it was, actually, that was the I,
3: I thought it was quite underwhelming that it wasn't
1: ah, <laughs> <Yeah. okay.
3: laughs> by the way Gary's, Gary Neville does
1: his oh Oi, too often now you, you just you? refer to him as Gary there you Gary yourself. Neville.
3: yourself hey! Yeah. you having to go at people on Twitter <laughs> talking of footballers in their first names no, what, what, what I was specifically <laughs> uh, by the way Absolutely stitched up by my colleagues there. I I made that point, which I thought was an interesting discussion point. I thought it was a reasonably hot take. I'll tell you you? what, I'll recap it in a minute for people who didn't see it. (laughs) Within five minutes, screenshot up on Instagram with Richard Keyes next to it. (laughs) (laughs) What I said was it's cringeworthy when fans of a club, and mostly it's Arsenal and Liverpool. They talk about the players that you play for their club, mm. but it's a first name only. Right. Oh, good chance, Eddie. Unlucky Dennis. You know, oh, it's, you're not the fucking friend. Just use their full name. All They're right. football players. All right, Keezy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, Jackson Encyclopedia. The last person standing gets the point. You know it works by now. Let's, let's crack on. Let's so, uh, Andy's first. Uh, and the round that we're going to start with is players that Chelsea have signed since the start of this season. Oof. So the summer window and the January window so far at the time of recording, there's 18 players. You're going to need a pen and paper. I might do. It includes permanent and loan signings in both summer and January transfer window, the 22-23 season. Andy, your first. Off you go. Mihailo Mudrić. That's correct.
1: Joao Felix.
2: Correct. Andre Santos.
1: Ooh. Just, get, just have a little bit of a play with it um, Koulibaly
3: prefer the full name if you don't
2: mind oh
1: sorry it's okay
3: M- Mark Kukureya
1: correct oh was it this season Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang yeah so, suddenly I thought like, yeah of course it was not like the old days not like the old days
2: Noni <laughs> Madueko <laughs>
3: What, because uh, hang on, he's not officially signed at the time. Oh, come on, that's not officially signed, he's not included in the 18. It's Marcus's point. Um, you could have had so hang on, I need to get it. Oh, yeah, you need you need to get one. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Um, Raheem Sterling. That's correct. Thank you. Oh,
2: you've got to finish it off with an England player. I'm happy right. for you. If, if ever there's a metaphor for the, for the difference between
3: Andy and Marcus's coverage, you go for a player that hasn't signed yet from, a, from no one many people have heard of and you go for one of England's roses. There you go. Exactly. Um, you could have had um, Benoit Badishil. Mm-hmm. You could have had um, Cesare Casadai. You could have had Carnie Chuk- Chuckwemacher. Yeah, Wimker. well, that was the one I um, lined up as well. Wesley Fofana. Oh, yeah. Um, David Fofana, Amari Hutchinson. Gabriel Slanina, Zach Sturge. Uh, Dennis Zakaria. And and um, can I also say, like, mm. the player that I'd never heard of before, who literally cannot be a real player, mm-hmm. Eddie Beach. <laughs> who the <laughs> fuck is Eddie Beach? I don't know. I've never heard of him, but you could have had him as well. Apparently he came from Southampton. Yeah. Uh, young goalkeeper. Round number two, Marcus goes first. He's got a point. Um, so if you win this one, you've won it. Um, players that have finished <laughs> as West Ham's league top scorer oh,
1: bloody hell.
3: since the year 2000. So that it includes seasons in the championship. They must have finished the season as either the outstanding top scorer yeah. or the joint top scorer for West Ham in the league that season. From 2000 onwards, there's 17 players off you go.
1: That's a great one. It's really tough. It is. That is a good one. Um, there's some good names in there. Paolo Di Canio. 2002,
3: 2003. <laughs> Mikhail Antonio. 16, 17, 19, 20 and 2021. Hmm.
1: That takes away a few options, doesn't it? Yeah. Um... And I'm already struggling. Um, There's a lot of big names in here. Bobby Zamora. Oh, 2006 I like seven, that. very good. 2006 <laughs> seven,
3: yes, absolutely. That's very good. Marlon Harewood. Oh. Oh three, oh four, oh five, oh six. Sure.
1: Um, I'm not confident with this one. So I won't say it. <laughs> Come on, uh, Dimitri, Teres!
3: Dimitri Payet. It's Tevez. Dimitri Payet. 2015, 16. You're thinking?
1: Yeah. Very good.
3: <laughs> Andy, what's on you. You guys have done pretty well I'm so not, far. I'm not sure about this one. Carlos Tevez. Oh, Carlos Tevez. He says. I
1: think it's a great shout. Oh, I don't think that's right.
3: Out of interest, what year are you thinking? That that year, a <laughs> uh, 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 year. So the, you may be thinking about the year of Neil Warnock.
0: <laughs> Marcus. Bar- oh, Lindsay. there it is again. <laughs>
1: It's enough of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to hear the full thing, just listen to last week's episode.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Carlos Tevez is not included. No, you could have had some other big names. like Marco Inaltovich, Dean Ashton, Denver Barr, Jared Bowen, Andy Carroll, Colton Cole. Do you
1: know what? I was thinking Andy Carroll. Freddie Canute, mm.
3: Kevin Nolan for a couple of oh, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Teddy Sheringham. Another one. Teddy I've... Sheringham.
1: Well, I, I, thought, I thought Andy Carroll, Teddy Sheringham. I thought, ooh. That's yeah. if we're scraping a the barrel. La- the
3: last two were uh, Trevor Sinclair and Thomas Suchek um, who was joint Suchek. scorer joint scorer in 2021 um, Good with uh, Michael Antonio. So there you go. Look, Marcus is one. We'll very quickly breeze through round number three. Um, Let's get it out of For one. which Andy goes first because um, people would like to complete the set I suppose. Yes. Yes. Uh, round number three is Man United and Arsenal main shirt sponsors <laughs> in the Premier League era. Of course, Man United and Arsenal playing each other this weekend but what sponsors have they had uh, in the Premier League oh as the main shirt sponsor not on the sleeve or anything like that's that a, that's main a great shirt question. there's 11 sponsors in total I'm allowed to tell you that 6 of them have been Man United and 5 of them have been Arsenal uh, what have you got Dreamcast
1: love that
3: good Arsenal's one. yep
1: um, uh, AON AON yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in my, yeah AON yeah
3: I'll give you
2: that
1: AON bruv O2. That's an
3: O and the number two. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, sharp. It's Sharp Electronics, but I'll give you that yet. Yeah. Okay. Emirates. Uh,
1: correct. Sega.
3: Also correct. Ooh, Team Viewer. Team
0: Viewer oh. are very good.
3: This is great. You,
2: these guys really know their stuff. <laughs> I mean, this isn't great. This is a sad category. (laughs) I don't know if it was Premier League or a JVC. Of course it was. Of
1: course it was. Was it? Yeah. So you've done all the
2: after ones now, guys. Oh, thanks. I am shocked.
1: Andy is shocked. Chevrolet. Good one. (laughs) Right. it's got to dig deep now. Struggling here. I think
3: there's only one left. There's
2: one left. But you've gone back and forth. I know what it is as well. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to call you and tell you?
3: It's Torres oh! to Chelsea.
1: A- That's enough for that. You're out. Vodafone. Uh, See, oh! I was giving you a little hint there. Oh, Do you want me to call you? Appreciate that. Want me to call you? Vodafone. Because there was that advert with the Neville brothers and David Beckham when he went to Madrid. Do you remember the
3: promotional photo of the Neville brothers at both um, sucking lollipops? Yes, thanks for reminding great. me of that. Anyway, that's that. Well done, Marcus. You got another win. You've been in great form at the moment. Congratulations <laughs> oh, yeah, unstoppable.
1: Yeah. Well, the... he's, he's a
3: regular Andy Carroll.
1: <laughs> Marcus Mount is going absolutely crazy. Here they are, everybody. The keys are in the lock. The weekend is officially open. Get your pit bull out for the lads. Get your pit out. And a little bit of the communards. Why not? Yes. Hey. That's come from nowhere. Oh, it's come from my playlist, brother. <laughs> that's where it's come from. <laughs> I should Th- do a playlist, shouldn't I, for everybody? Patreon feature. There you go. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> oh, it's uh, something for me to do over the weekend. Right, everybody. Uh, thank you very much, Luke Moore. Cheers. Thank you, Andy Brassel. My heart is full of love and desire for you. Of course it is. Don't leave us this way, Andy. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy the football.
0: The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
1: Who better, though, than Andy would you pick?
0: Um... Oh,
3: on that BT Sport panel? Yeah. I can't say, because I'm friends with Jules. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, anyway. Uh... None of them. <laughs> um, Frank Lampard Sr. What? watching, though, he's got that game. He's got
3: the same birthday as me, Frank Lampard Sr. <laughs> <laughs>